The Fight Show on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks and content available only to our patrons at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. season has made a triumphant return. But this, this fight, it stands alone. Two of the greatest boxers alive facing off in their primes. Who wins? Not even Vegas can predict. All this screams vintage, classic. And to make it happen, Spence and Crawford sealed the deal with a phone call. How delightfully old school. First time we talked, we talked probably like 30 minutes, 35 minutes. And I just let them know, like, hey, what's up? Let's fight. I've been calling these guys out since 2018. Hey, look, who do you want next? Well, you already know who I want. I feel like I'm the guy that really made it happen. I want to fight Terrence Crawford. I don't want to fight anybody else. On Saturday, July 29th, two undefeated champions zone in on legacy. This era is the Terrence Crawford era. Definitely not, man. You ain't fought nobody, man. What did I do to Sean Porter that you He called himself the big fish, right? But what you do when the fish get took out the water, you suffocate him. We're going to roll him up and smoke him. When Errol Spence and Terrence Crawford scrap for an undisputed welterweight crown, they'll have each other. Dance partners in lockstep. Each offering to summon magic, artistry, brilliance, unlike ever before. That's the old school part, the enticing part. Boxing at its most compelling, risk-embracing, rock'em, sock'em best. The true parts! When I win this fight, there'll be no argument who's the best fighter in the world. Oh, I, I feel as if I was made for this moment. It doesn't get any bigger than this. Boxing doesn't come much better. For this clash, have the history books ready. Because if those best selves can recall past eras, then old school will, in a way, be refreshingly new. We know what's at stake. May the best man win. You are listening to a huge edition of the fight show here as the fight between Errol Spence and Terence Crawford is finally here. We've been hyping this one up for a long time and it's going to happen on Saturday night. You can follow the Sports Gambling Podcast Network on Twitter. The Twitter account is at the... SGP Network. That's at the SGP Network. You can also follow the Patreon as well and do your part in the war against corporate gambling and sign up for the SGP Patreon. Ton of exclusive content, contests and merch just for our Patreons, plus a monthly SGPN Stories podcast, an ad-free, uncensored show highlighting the best stories from decades of being DJs. There is even a Discord channel for patrons. The Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon is a great way to score exclusive perks and to support SGPN. So if you want to get involved and support the show, head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. And finally... If you want to follow all of my content, I am the host of the Soccer Gambling Podcast and my Twitter account is at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. Subscribe to the Soccer Gambling Podcast because the new season is just a few weeks away. The EPL returns on August the 11th. And at the start of August, we will have a bunch of future shows previewing the start of the season. And that includes the EPL, where we'll have two future shows, a 
Fantasy Premier League show, which will help you pick your Fantasy Premier League team. A Bundesliga preview, a La Liga preview, and a Serie A preview as well, as well as a bonus edition of BetMUFC looking ahead to Manchester United season. If you don't want to miss any of those shows, as well as updated podcasts on the FIFA Women's World Cup, then make sure you are subscribed to the Soccer Gambling Podcast. And once again, the Twitter is at SGP Soccer. That's at SGP Soccer. My other Twitter account is at LockBettingX. That's at LockBettingX. Getting ready for the changeover as Twitter becomes X or whatever it's going to be called. That's why we have a new handle and a new account for LockBetting. The LockBetting Twitter is where I will post all of my spreadsheets. I am a tracked and transparent Kappa, who posts my spreadsheets every single month. It will always be the pin tweet on that account. At the moment, at LockBettingX, you can see the month of June. That will be replaced by the month of July. The month of June was my 121st month in a row of transparent track profit. That means for over an entire decade, I have been undefeated in sports betting without a single losing month. And once the spreadsheets go off Twitter, once they're no longer the pinned tweet, then they head over to lockbetting.com. That's where all my spreadsheets are kept. I actually encourage people to do their research, do their due diligence, go through the spreadsheets before they invest in my betting service. So finally, moving on to this fight, we have been dying for this one to happen and it does happen tomorrow night and this could determine the pound for pound number one fighter in the world as Terence Crawford steps into the ring to face Errol Spence. Now, what surprised me over the last couple of weeks is that we have seen a clear favourite for this fight. Once the lines opened up, some books had Crawford as a narrow favourite, others had them level. No one has ever had Errol Spence as a favourite, but going into the fight now tomorrow, Crawford is a clear favourite to win it. He is the 7-10 to favourite with Errol Spence now out at 11-8. to It's 12-1 to on the draw, which is far shorter than a draw would usually be. We would usually be seeing the draw priced up somewhere between 20 to 25 to 1. But tomorrow, given the closeness of the fight and given that we also have a rematch clause already in place, we are now only getting 12 to 1 on the draw. Errol Spence is at 6 to 1 to win by a KOTKO, or he is at 5 to 2 to win via a decision. Whilst Terence Crawford is at five to two to win by a KOTKO, and he is at two to one to get the win via a decision. The over-under markets for this fight aren't really worth looking at because the decision is a clear favourite here. Fight to go to distance is a clear favourite. It's four to six on yes. And six to five plus 120 on no. So plus 120 that somebody finds a way to win this fight inside the distance with points available at four to six minus 150. The round betting markets here see Errol Spence at 16 to one to win in rounds one to six with Errol Spence in round seven to 12 at eight to one. Terence Crawford is at 10 to one to get it done in the first six rounds and he is at 9-2 to two to get the finish in rounds 7-12. to 12. They're the only um, group round markets I really want to look at. Obviously, there are more available, but I want to move on to breaking down the fight. And to do that, I have decided to bring in boxing expert Jeff Cohen, my friend and long-time contributor to the fight show. Jeff Cohen will be joining us to break down this fight. Before we bring him in, let me take a quick time out here to tell you guys about Underdog Fantasy. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, the NFL 
season is right around the corner and underdog pick'em is a great way to get down on a ton of NFL player props and is available in a ton of markets. Plus, plenty of opportunities to win in their daily MLB contests and of course, make sure to enter Best Ball Mania 4 as well where first place gets $3 million. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com and the promo code SGPN. Before we do bring in Jeff, I'm just going to give my take on the fight. And my take really isn't too revolutionary. It is a 50-50 fight. There's no other way to look at it. Yes, we have odds. And yes, we now have a clear favourite. But that's been determined by money. That hasn't been determined by anything else that's happened this week. There is no injury. It's not happened from anything that we've seen during the weigh-in. This is still a 50-50 fight that will determine the pound-for-pound fighter in the world. And if a fight is going to determine the pound-for-pound king, then obviously we do expect very, very close odds because these are two fighters that we haven't even seen suffer through any type of jeopardy. Their O's have been protected pristinely with neither man coming remotely close to being in danger or suffering any kind of loss. They are, without a doubt, the number one and two in the welterweight division, and many say that this fight will determine the pound-for-pound king, although Inoue's victory just a few days ago was very, very impressive. And some would argue that he is currently the pound for pound king. I would disagree because this is the fight that boxing purists have wanted to see for a long time. Some would argue it's probably happening a couple of years too late with Spence being 33 and Crawford being 35 and their careers probably winding down at this point. But they still have a combined record of 67 and 0 with 52 knockouts between them. Spence comes into this with the one inch height advantage, whilst Crawford has a two inch reach advantage with both fighters fighting in a southpaw stance, which could lead to somewhat of a tight and cagey affair as the fighters will probably take a while to work each other out. Crawford is a fighter who does that anyway. He's very often been guilty, if that's the right word, of letting fights kind of start slowly, letting his opponents get into the fight first, finding their rhythm before him, losing the first couple of rounds whilst he scans his opponent. We have some very, very top fighters who like to do that. Lomachenko is another one who like to watch his opponents for three minutes, four and a half minutes before he began to really engage. He liked to scan his opponents and see what they had, like to compute them and see what they brought to the table before he inevitably Inevitably took them apart. Uh, Crawford is a former undisputed 140 pound division champion and current WBO welterweight champion with Spence, the underdog, coming into this one with three belts and Crawford coming in with one. In terms of how I see the fight playing out, and I'm going to talk about this in a lot more detail with Jeff because he is the boxer or retired boxer yet, but he's come out of retirement so many times, but at the moment he's retired again, retired boxer and boxing expert and boxing betting expert. But in my opinion, this is a fight that is going to be tight and cagey because of the um, unorthodox southpaw stances that both of them are going to show each other. There's obviously a lot on the line here. Both guys will be protecting their O's and aware of the dangers that they bring to the table. Terence Crawford is the bigger puncher, but Spence is going to try and use the jab and the distance to keep Crawford at bay. 
But this is the best fight he's ever been there, been in there with. So Crawford, I still feel, is going to get inside and he's going to be able to do some damage. And through periods of this fight, especially in the later stages, once he works Spence out, I think Crawford is going to win those rounds and win most of the later rounds. But I still think that initially Spence is going to get out in front. So perhaps whilst, um, whilst Terence Crawford is scanning, that will present an in-play opportunity for people who don't want to jump on at the price of 7-10. to 10. Crawford is the naturally bigger puncher, the better finisher and the stronger fighter. And both guys are very well coached. This is going to come down to who wants it more. I think Crawford has a slight advantage in that department. One of the things that you would argue about this fight is that it is a difficult fight to market, despite the fact that it could determine the pound-for-pound king without having your Logan Pauls in there, your Jake Pauls in there, your Anthony Joshuas, your Tyson Furies, Floyd Mayweather, people that talk people into buying the fight. These two guys don't do that. They're just very, very good boxers. In fact, they are the best two boxers on the planet in my opinion, but they don't sell their fights. But Terence Crawford doesn't care about any of that. He just cares about being the best. He should be the highest paid boxer in the planet, but he isn't. But he doesn't care because he's solely focused on being the best best boxer on the planet. He's obsessed with it. He lives boxing. He eats boxing. He breathes boxing. And so does Errol Spence. And it comes down to such fine, fine margins. And there really isn't anything in it for me when you look at their former opponents and I think the main thing that makes me lean towards Terence Crawford is the car crash that Errol Spence suffered a few years back. I think after that, while still winning his fights and looking very good, I don't think he's been the same fighter. I think his career trajectory was on a path where he would have been one of the greatest fighters of all time. I did not see anybody coming close to Spence and I see and I saw him retiring undefeated, much like Andre Ward, Joe Calzaghe, Rocky Marciano. But that may not be the case, obviously, because he's stepping in there with Terence Crawford and he did have the car crash and that has made him a different fighter. Don't get me wrong. He's still an incredible fighter and it would not surprise me if I'm proven wrong tomorrow and he does win it. And this isn't even a strong prediction. This isn't even something that I'm telling you to bet on because I will give you my lock at the end of the show after we've brought Jeff onto the show. Get off the fence! But if you want me to pick a winner, and obviously you do, that's why you're listening to this edition of The Fight Show, I would lean Terence Crawford by the smallest of smallest margins. That would be my call. And uh, that's me following the money. And that's me looking at all of the details, the records, the wins, and the incidents that they've been involved in. And that one negative of the car crash that Errol Spence had does go down as a negative for him, in my opinion. A very small negative because he has recovered from it and he is still undefeated going into this fight. But I'm using that as one of my reasons to take Crawford here for the win. You got two great fighters in their prime for all the marbles. It's going to be a exciting fight. I just can't wait for it to happen. That's the fight we all want to see. There's been a back and forth a lot with you and Bud Crawford. I don't know your number. Save it. I want all the smoke. But right now, I'm looking at Terrence Crawford just for Undisputed. This is a big moment for not only myself, but for Errol Spence Jr. Saturday, July 29th. They're going to crown the first four-belt Undisputed champion in 147-pound history. The wait is over. Watch me fry this bitch. Yeah, I know what time it is, baby. Terrence, I'm coming for that at this point in the show i am going to bring in our resident boxing expert we were lucky to get him we could not 
make our times match up enough to do a full show but we are lucky to grab these 10 minutes and i really push for this because of the size and the magnitude of the fight so thank you for coming on mr jeff cohen no i'm very uh, pleased to come on mate it's uh, it's always a pleasure you couldn't miss this one after all the fights you've done and then not to be on for Spence Crawford. The, I mean, am I being, am I hyping up too much to say it's the, not the biggest, but the most significant fight of this century so far or at well, least a decade so far? Well, because- I'll, I'll put it into, into context. This is the fight that never happened between uh, Pacquiao and Mayweather. This is that level. I'm telling you, uh, Undisputed, welterweight, two undefeated, absolute superstars. This they put it out there in both in their prime, and that's what I love. Do you know what? The, some people don't do that. Some fighters don't do that. These two have come out in their prime, and they are fighting each other. Um, so you make I'll, I'll make you right. But what do you think about? I, I say fact. We don't know if it's a fact yet, but the projections at least that this won't come in and do the numbers of a massive heavyweight contest of, of probably lesser people. For example, I don't think the, the overall legacies of a Joshua and a Fury will, maybe Fury, but a Joshua Fury will, will hold up to, to this one. But that fight will do a bigger number. This fight may do something along the lines of a of a Josh Paul, uh, uh, sorry, a Logan Paul fight, something something along that region. Do you think that hurts the fight? If do you it know doesn't what? pull in millions and millions of people where people could. I mean, that, that that's sorry. the thing about boxing that that, that you know that, that really grates for me. You got Pete. I remember Andre Ward. You know, pound for pound, one of the best but he didn't sell tickets, you know, and, and this is the problem. You've got people that, you know, that, that are that good. And I think Crawford as well, uh, he, you know, he's not, he's not a promoter's dream. Um, and it, it's, these are the two best in the division, undisputed, two of the best pound for pound right now in the world. Um, but I think you're right. It's, uh, it's one of them things with boxing. There are some of them are superstars. Some of them are ticket sellers. Some of them, you know, the, the media love. And as I say, my example of Andre Ward, one of the best ever. But he, he, he wasn't one of those, you know, superstars that, that sold out. And the media never bought into him. You know, when he's interviewed, he's very kind of, you know, bland and that. Um, and they almost look, put as much onto media coverage as they do on ability of boxing you know and it's crazy because this this is as i said this is the fight that never happened between mayover and pacquiao you know these boys are putting it on the line in their prime and and massive respect to the pair of maybe, them um, maybe he should have done rocky in his prime and, hey, and then yeah. carried on boxing for a few more steps that would have helped him out. but um the, the the thing the thing is with the the thing is with that is that um, is that yeah that that that's what that's what people may turn around and say they may not know who one of these guys are or both. But if you're talking about a promoter's dream here, do you see that in any one of the guys when you're trying to analyze the outcome? And let's say that it is very close. I've seen predictions for both fighters. I've seen certain people go as far as to predict majority decisions. Now we know that's a bold claim to say that the judges are going to see it. As, as a split decision that that's a big claim but i've seen that out there i've seen a lot of division the odds are close do you see an a side to this do you see anything where a promoter can have an influence on it um and and they may lean towards a certain player errol spence is the a side i guess because it's spence versus crawford but do you, do you see anything in him where he's a promoter's dream well, obviously, Spence, you know, holds a majority of the belts, um, you know, three to, to Crawford's one. Um, but Crawford is, is probably going to go in as the bookie's favourite. Um, and it's, yeah, it's, it's funny, really. Cause, yeah, because Crawford's obviously come up through the weights and, and Spence is more of a natural welterweight. Um, but I guess it's similar to, you know, if if Fury box, you know, Usyk, Usyk's the, the majority belt holder. Fury would probably go in his favourite, and Fury would demand that he is the A side, even though you know he holds one belt and um, Usyk holds the three. So it, it's similar to that, I think. Um, 
it's a shame, really, that boxing even has is we should be looking at the ability of the fighters, how good they are, and the quality matchup. Um, forget A sides, B sides, forget promoters' dream. That's what it should be. But unfortunately, boxing's not. You know, boxing is. It's about the money and it's about the ticket sales, and, and there's so much. Pol- even at the you know the the level I boxed in and the licensed politics are so rife. You know, if there's a ticket seller, they get preference, and 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 it's crazy. You know, it's. Uh, it's all about money, and um, that's what the promoters are there for. All about the money. Well, for me, I'm enjoying this because I think of it a different way. I look at this as a fight for us, for me, you, and for real boxing fans. I haven't seen a flood of casual, moronic opinions about it. Um, you will get some. There are some, obviously, casual boxing fans, but I'm talking about the people who will tell you that AJ is the next Ali or that Conor McGregor is the best fighter in UFC. You get casual fans in every sport. I feel like this has been this is our treat tomorrow, where we can quietly watch it, and those seven hundred thousand to a million people who buy this fight tomorrow will be the real boxing fans and the vast majority of them will know what they're talking about and do have the right to an opinion on on boxing and there are people that I will listen to and enjoy almost communicating with about about this fight that's what I like about it because I don't think your your people who are drawn in by your McGregor's in the world of MMA or your Logan Pauls or the YouTube boxers or Anthony Joshua or whatever marketing whatever whatever marketing is behind it's not these two guys this is the this is the purest fight that's happening tomorrow and i believe that you know there isn't a whole load of money to be made for it from it i think the two fighters are probably getting a load of the money that's going to be made in order to even do this um but i feel that that i feel that we are being rewarded tomorrow for sticking sticking by it yeah, no, we're definitely the winners in this, and I guess that's that's the only real sort of one positive. When when you have these fighters that are as good as these guys are, you know, world class, top of the top of the tree, pound for pound best, but they're not those you know huge superstar names. The the casuals, as you said, they they don't know too much about them, so that they're they're probably not even going to buy the fight. So you know, it allows us to talk on social media, to talk between us, to and not have to have the usual, you know, lot that when Joshua fights and McGregor fights and, and whoever else fights, you know, the, the follower followers on kind of a jump on board. So that's the one benefit to it. And no, I really like it. You know, I think it's, it's a fantastic fight and I'm really, really pleased that the two guys, do you know what? It's lovely to see that too many fighters are worried about their losing their own because, you know, Mayweather never lost and whatnot, but it's, you know, boxing's are the most unforgiving sport out there and, and too many people try and protect their own. These two guys, you know, put it on the line and it's not going to affect you know, whoever loses, however they lose, it's not going to affect it because they're two mega superstars. So massive kudos to them for doing that. Well, rematch causes are already in place. Um, there's a possibility that nobody loses their O, which would be a massively controversial outcome um, if it happens. But as I said, the, 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 the opinion is divided on this. It would not be amazing to me, amazingly surprising if somehow we do get a majority draw or something of that nature. But how do you see it playing out? I, I talked about this before you came on. I think the margins are so slim mm. that I'm looking for the smallest advantage possible um yeah and, and i don't get that from the records um i as i as i'm looking at the records british fans um really should know both fighters they really should be engaged and impressed by both both fighters ran through Kelbrook, who was obviously a huge name over here i think that would be enough for for some should be enough for casual boxing fans to have an investment in this but i get nothing from the records what i the only distinct advantage that i give one side of it is that i don't know if errol spence was the same errol spence after crashing the car and almost dying i i feel that um we still get we still had an unbelievable version of spence who's still one of the best pound for pound boxers in the world but i think the trajectory of spence and what he looked like the version of spence that, that took kelbrook to pieces and what he looked like he was going to be which was no doubt 
the pound for pound thing. I believe he did lose something from that, and therefore I do give it to slight edge to to Bud Crawford just because of that, and just completely obsessed with boxing, and this is all he wants to be, and he's not bothered about the personality side of things, and he's never gone that down that route. He's never gone down a celebrity route. I just see a very very obsessed boxing machine in in Terence Crawford yeah I mean uh, you, you were exactly right this is so close there you know we, we have a lot of fights recently where you know you, you can't call it but it ends up that you know that there's a you know sort of one winner that uh, you could have looked at and thought Do you know what if I looked more closely but this is so tight I mean for me I've been a big fan of Errol Spence from from back in day one so I'm quite biased in that I've been telling people about him for, you know, the last whatever seven odd years. So for me now, I support Errol Spence Jr. I want him to win it. But it is so, so close. Looking at the records, I mean, as I say, they, they've both been inactive. I mean, uh, Crawford's had, what, three fights since 2020 and, and, and Spence has only had the two. Now, obviously, Spence has had, you know, uh, other pressing issues. But, you know, they've been inactive. Um, I don't think that's affected Crawford at all. But you make a good point in Spence. He came back um, and he was very impressive. But the, the, obviously the car crash, not just physically, would have took a lot out of him mentally. And, you know, that will be playing on his mind, I would imagine, you know, when, when he walks into the ring, whether he, you know, is thinking it or not, subconsciously, that will probably be, you know, that, that Crawford's, he's a, he's a finisher and a real good finisher. And if he gets the sniff of an opportunity, then, uh, you know, Spence, he knows that. I mean, looking at the, the people they've boxed as well, you know, they, they've... Uh, you look at Spence and, and he's got a, probably the better resume. You know, he's beaten Danny Garcia. He's beaten, uh, you know, um, Mikey Garcia, Lamont Peterson, um, Chris Algieri. You know, there's some good fighters that he's beaten. Um, and, you know, he's uh, he's beaten them pretty, pretty well. I think he's got 22 knockouts in his 28 fights. So, um, you know, he's, he's a good finisher. Um, very good amateur background, Spence. You know, he knows how to fight. Um, he fights on the back foot, a brilliant jab, and that, that is what, if he does win this fight, that is what winning it. Errol Spence's jab is, is second to none. And if he gets in close, obviously you've seen the, the power of his body shots, you know, they're punishing. So um, I really like Spence. Um, you know, I'm a little bit biased um, and I want him to win. Um, it's going to be so close though. Um, and, and if you look at Spence, uh, sorry, Crawford, obviously he's a switch hitter. They're, they're both southpaws, you know, but he can switch Crawford. Um, he's defensively very, very good on, you know, counter punching and, and putting pressure on. And again, as I said, he's a proven finisher. So, you, you know, if, if Crawford gets a sniff uh, of an end, he's very, very good at that. I can't, you know, I want Spence to win. I can't, this is one where I'm kind of like, I can't pick a winner. But saying that, I've looked at it and it's actually pushed me towards my two bets. You know, I'm kind of get, getting pushed towards it by default because it's very, very difficult to pick a winner. So with regards to my bets, you know, they're, they're, they're kind of by default I've chosen those and I, and I think they're, I think they're winners, you know? So um, yeah, we can, uh, we can go on to that. What, what have you um, looked at for, for, for your bets, Bill? Um, it's very difficult to pick anything out without finding anything too chalky. Um, even even with that, though, it, it's hard because I think the fight will go the distance just because in 100%. my mind, we've seen both of these guys be so dominant that there hasn't been... It is very Mayweather-esque. Not since Mayweather has there been two fighters that have come through and maintained their own at this point with such ease. There, there was no doubt... Well, with Floyd, um, some people say that one of the De La Hoya fights was was very close, but really for me, there was no doubt that he was undefeated when he was undefeated. Um, and with these guys as well, they've come through so so easily. So it's hard for me to see them in any jeopardy, let alone one of them actually being stopped. So the four to six minus one fifty does seem like a good way to pick up. 67 pound profit tomorrow by just taking this fight to go the distance but at the same time you are then betting against two very lethal finishers especially when you're looking at Terence Crawford who once he gets a sniff he gets you out of there but getting that sniff against Errol Spence and creating that 
that opportunity and putting him in any kind of danger is, is going to be a lot more difficult than it's been with other opponents. So even that feels like a gamble. I'd love it at better odds. I'd love it at something closer to a 50-50 where I could get the fight to go to distance at 10 to 11. But unfortunately, I will have to lay some juice on that. And I also have to lay some juice on um, on Crawford to, to win the fight. And again, you can't take that with any kind of confidence at all um, I just feel that what I've seen from Crawford is that he does allow rounds to kind of go by at the start and once he figures you out he's able to dominate um, and that that's very much what he does there hasn't been anybody he's been in, in, in there with where he didn't sort of um, scan what they had and what they brought to the table and then was able to work them out and it's just difficult for me to see Crawford not working out Spence and being able to do enough to win those final rounds or final win the final half of the fight and even cause Spence some trouble. So just because I see Terence Crawford winning a lot of those final rounds and catching the eye, I lean towards him to, to win the fight just because he's just one of the, especially in the current day, just the best fighter out there by a mile in terms of looking at your opponent. And it's very much, and, and previously, it's crazy how quick boxing moves because four or five years ago, we were looking at Lomachenko and he was also a computer. He also had that computer brain where he would, he would, he would lose a couple of rounds and he would look at you and then he would just completely take over. And Crawford does that, except he's an even more lethal finisher where Lomachenko would play with you and comfortably win eight, nine rounds in a row and let it go to the cards. Crawford actually gets you out of there. So it's just so difficult to pick against him. But I'll, I'll, I'll hand it over to you. Well, I mean, as I say, with, with, with these two, I think they're both the type of fighters that at any point in the fight, however it's gone, they can change it in, in an instance. I.e., if, if Crawford has lost the first six rounds and it gets to whatever and they, it carries on and he draws a couple and, uh, and it goes to like round 10, he can finish it. So he, he they, neither of them have to worry about being behind on the cards because I think they can finish it. What, with these two, I think in the mind of both of them, they both know that either one can get that money shot at any point. So they're going to be very, very conservative you know, with their styles and not going to go gung-ho because if they do, Crawford knows that Spence can land and, uh, and Spence knows Crawford will. So for me, I think this fight, as you said, nobody gets knocked out. Because they're not, I don't think they're going to go for it, and I don't think they're going to get in the position. Is that cautious? To, is that cautious approach and protection of the O? And I'm not getting knocked out tonight. Is that going to be bad for boxing with all this hype behind it? And then we get boxing's big fight, and whereas you know people will say, oh, it shouldn't be about the YouTubers, and it shouldn't be about Joshua and Tyson Fury, but when the, this is a very and this ends up being a very cagey technical bout. Where, where people are, where both sides are quite conservative. Is that is that a bad advert? Is that a bad advertisement? Is that what you what well, This is where you know the, the real fans understand it. You know the sweet science. It, it's not going to if it if it is a cagey fight and it is you know one of those ones where it's not a, you know a barnstormer. The reason is not because the fighters can't do that. It's because the fighters are that good and they know that each other each one of them could end at any moment. So as I said, they can't go in gung ho. They can't do that because. Both, it's not about keeping the O. It's a, it's about them, you know, wanting to win the fight, and and, and they're both so good that I think that, that you know they're going to be cautious because, as I said, both of them know at any moment a shot could land, and when those two those two great fighters are in there together, you know that they, they know that can happen, and they're not going to go go in and, and keep the guard down like they would against say an Amir Khan or whatever. They know they can land and finish it, and uh, not a lot is coming back. So for me, I think. You know, we know that if this fight is a is almost a, a stalemate, it's because there's two brilliant fighters, like a chess match. Not because, you know, the, the, they want it to roll out like that. It will roll out like that naturally if it does, because these guys are that good. Um, and you you need to then look at it and say, Do you know what? It wasn't a bad fight. It, it was a boxing masterclass by the pair of them. Uh, you know, I don't look at boxing and think, oh, there's a knockout. It's a great fight. I love watching Sweet Science. You know, I like watching, you know, some boxing matches, you know, don't end 
with big knockouts doesn't mean they're not as good as, you know, a brilliant masterclass. So for me, yeah, the casuals will say, oh, this was rubbish. But the real fans are going to look at it and say, you know what, what a fight. You know, they look at the defence of Spence, you know, look at the, the counter-punching of Crawford, et cetera, et cetera. But for me, I think this this fight, it's fair to say it goes the distance. I think everyone, you know, will look at it and say it goes, no one's going to come on and say Spence knocks him out or Crawford knocks him out. So I think it does go the distance, right? If we all agree it goes the distance or majority of us agree it will go the distance, you can look at a, a bet that, that, that will guarantee winning you money either way. Because if you look at just a decision, a dis, you know, just to win on points, you can get nine to five for Crawford to win on points. So you know, £100 on that, pays back 280 if you bet errol spence on points at five to two 100 pound that pays back 350 so if either win on points you've spent 200 pound and your income your 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 winnings are either going to be 280 which is an 80 pound profit or 350 which is a 150 profit and i think unless it's a draw which i don't think you know will be i don't think either's going to get knocked out so it's going to go to decision so I think that's like either way, you can back either fighter by decision and win money. And I think that is the way, that's the angle, because I agree with you, Bill. There's not a lot in this fight to go out and earn loads. But if you want to guarantee something, I think you've got to look at it, you've got to break it down. It will go to distance. I think that's a fair, you know, if you look at it and you break it down, I think it will go to distance. If it goes to the distance, there's going to be a winner by points. Either fighter by points backed, you can still win money. That's my bet, because I don't know who's going to win. Do you know what? It's the first time I've ever come on, on the show and, and I've said I don't know. I want Spence to win it. I think it's so close. In in you and I's boxing career of watching these, I think this is the closest fight ever. Yeah. Um, I mean, there, there have been fights where we've gone completely against the grain. Um, we're one of the only people, one of the only podcasts that that took out Alexander Usyk when he was just supposed to be a very um, a very winnable matchup for Joshua en route to the Fury fight. So um, we, we have gone against the grain many times where that was seen as a one-sided fight. We went completely in the opposite direction. So when we're telling you it's close and the odds are correct, they're almost not close enough because over this last couple of weeks, Crawford has emerged as a, as a shorter favourite when the lines did open up at, at more 50-50. Uh, but that's obviously been, um, been caused by the money. And sometimes in certain sports, especially sports like horse racing, for example, when there is some type of inside knowledge, it is good to follow the money. And that can be the case in boxing and UFC in fighting sometimes, news comes out from the camps. This guy's drained. This guy's had a horrible camp. This guy's got an injury. I don't think that's the case for a fight as big as this, but I don't think it makes sense to go against the money. I think Errol Spence moving in the wrong direction is a very risky move. Perhaps it's not. Perhaps you're a complete Spence believer and you are just loving it. And you're sitting there thinking, oh, my God, I'm getting Spence as a bigger underdog every single day. And that might be how you feel. And I would not blame you if you feel that way and you have followed Spence's career and you completely believe in him and you end up losing. I don't think you're an idiot any way that you go with this fight. But I agree with Jeff. I just think that these guys have been so good. It's very difficult to see either one of them getting knocked down or losing. They, they think it will be a tight and cagey technical fight. It's not going to be for everybody, but it will be for the purists. And short of a head clash, head clash or um, a, a stoppage because of a, a closed eye or, or something of that nature, um, I, I think this one will get to the scorecard. So I'm, I'm happy to go along with that. Yeah, as I say, I think it's, it, it is the only, you know, I don't think with any confidence you can say either knocks out either fighter so you know if you, if you fancy that then, you know by all means back it but for me I'm a lot more confident just to say and I looked at the you know one of your favourite bets just to go over ten and a half rounds is four to six so even if there's a late stoppage you know four to six you know just over ten and a half rounds is it's odds against but it, you know you will win money if you want to well, back I got it the but... I got the distance at four to six I got four to seven on over ten and a half rounds but okay. I'm happy to yeah, I mean, ten and a half rounds is um, is ten rounds and halfway through the eleventh. So I'm happy to get the better odds and take those that four and a half minutes. 
um, and risk that four and a half minutes. We don't see many stoppages in round 12. Um, it would be more so that last minute and a half of round 11 that I would be concerned about. But we'll have to see how it plays out to see if there's anything that we want that we want to hedge on. But I think that for the first six or seven rounds, I think we'll feel quite comfortable. I think both men will be relatively in good nick. And I also feel it will be really close at that point. I feel that Crawford's going to do his usual thing. Spencer is going to be winning the fight. Crawford's going to come back into it. And there's a very good chance that six or seven rounds in, we could be really close to level. So I think the fight, it will really then become a five, six round fight where it's all on the line. So that that's how close I think it's going to be. I think it's almost going to start it's almost going to start at round six, which is why I think the distance bet is even stronger. Yeah, no, you know, I, I definitely agree that the, the distance bet's a very good bet, very short odds, but it's a good bet. Um, what, another very interesting point is obviously, I think Spence, you know, has got one of the best jabs in, in boxing and he against anyone, even Crawford could dominate you know, with his jab and nick rounds. And if he does that, then, you know, and he gets to round six, round seven, and he's nicked quite a few, then Bud's going to have to come out and try and, uh, and, and end it, which, as I said earlier, he's capable of. But the other thing you've got to look at is Bud is one of the best finishers. So if he gets a sniff, so it's one of those fights, it, it's well, intriguing. Right. It's very intriguing. And that's why I asked you at the top, like, as we, as we close off, as we close out, um, we asked you about superstars and if there's a superstar mm. here and is there an outside here and is there a bigger TV company here or is there a bigger promoter here? Just because how can those, how will those close rounds be judged? Um, if, the, if the rounds are even, who do they go to like in terms of what's better for boxing, what's better for promotion, what's better for the rematch? Um, I know what's best for the rematch is that somehow this goes to the scorecards, but, both guys have knocked each other down and they both, you know, come out with bloody faces. Like that would be the ideal situation if we have a really tight decision for somebody, but they've, they've, you know, knocked the hell out of each other for 12 rounds. I don't think it's going to be that kind of fight. Um, but I do believe that they'll probably, whatever the outcome, there'll be enough here to justify a rematch. Um, but yeah, I just, I think Poison is the safest way. I lean Crawford by the slimmest of margins. Um, but yeah, I mean, just even even as you're talking and making a point about about the jab, um, I, I know I, I know about that. I think there's a possibility that can be negated by by the reach, which favours Crawford, but it's only by an inch. So again, every every point has a counterpoint. You can say that um, Crawford has a better yeah, um, Spence has a better jab. But you said Crawford had a longer reach, and then you argue straight away by saying oh, it was only an inch. You might not make a difference. So it's it's just all a case of point and counterpoint, and you just end up with nothing at the end of it. You end up with no distinct advantage for either one, and that's why we so wanted to wanted to get this fight made, and that's why we all want to see it tomorrow. Um, any just the last thing I was going to ask you, um, and before I let you give your plugs for your socials and whatnot. Anything you saw, if you have seen, on the scales, like anything that changed your mind there? Um, I think some slightly out-of-character stuff by Crawford. Perhaps he's trying to sell the fight. Maybe it's nerves. Maybe he's never been nervous before. Um, but just all of the the N-word stuff, very out-of-character. Um, that's, that's my only observation. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean looking at, you know, at it, you know, from, from a... Uh, a physical point they, they both looked like quite almost drained um yep. and i can see them both stepping up again another way eventually um but yeah i think any of those the the, the stuff like you mentioned is it, just kind of mind games and it's a little bit of nerves and he probably never went into the way in with that in his head to talk about like that but you know strange things happen when when you're nervous and you're under pressure the cameras are on you your face to face, you know, with, with the the un, you know with the undefeated champion in front of you for both of them, and and for, and for me on the fight as well. As I say, I think the promoters and, and whatnot uh, and boxing they want a winner. Do you know what they want? An undisputed champion because there aren't many of them, so they want one. So I don't think there's going to be any kind of well, there shouldn't be any sort of judges discrepancies or you know look we've had in boxing before. I think they want an undisputed champion because let, let's be honest, whoever wins this, probably at the moment after Inoue's win 
um, uh, literally the other day. He's probably pound for pound number one in the world at the moment. Um, but I think whoever wins this will leapfrog it and become pound for pound the best fighter in the world. Um, so there's a lot at stake. And it's, you know, it, it's ready to have an undisputed champion at welterweight, which is a brilliant weight, very competitive weight. So for me, I just think that it's, you know, it's, as I said at the very start, uh, kudos to them both coming out and putting their, their records on the line and doing it in their prime. Because do you know what? We never saw Pacquiao and Mayweather in their prime for whatever happened, reason. We never saw it, you know, in the prime. And if we did, it might have been a different story. But it's one of those ones where when they're in the ring, you know, on Saturday night, Sunday morning for us, you're going you're gonna to see it. And, and one of them, I think one of them is going to come out and really put a show on. And I really hope that's uh, Spence because he's, a, he's one of my favourites and I've been, been uh, banging his drum for a long time, a long time before he become a champion, before he even beat Kelbrook. I was talking, I think I even, you know, I, I tipped him maybe on, on your podcast or, or another another one. I tipped him back then when he beat Brooke and people weren't so sure. I said, this guy's the real deal. He's going to come and he's going he's gonna to beat Kel up. And he did. We both tipped so, we, we, we tipped him. Uh, we did a show. We both had the same lock, which was um, Spence inside the distance uh, to stop mm. Brooke. And uh, then we went and watched it at my dad's. If you That's right. Yeah, yeah, that's why. As I say, I've been a big fan of his, and there's a there's a few of those fighters that I have. You know, I, I, I spoke about Joseph Parker a long time for anyone new. I spoke about Devin Haney, who's now you know one of the top ones. I spoke about um, Spence Junior. I like him, and there's a couple now that, that nobody knows that I, I really think are gonna 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 go really far. But um, mate, I'm buzzing for this. This is this is a boxing purist for as you said from the start. You won't have many of the casuals up at uh, five in the morning in the UK watching this because it's not a huge fight with fighters when in reality, it's probably one of, if not the biggest fight at the moment in boxing for the purists. Give us, give us your socials and we'll, we'll get you out of here to bed. Cool, yep. Yeah, um, Twitter, I'm at Left Hook QPR. So Left Hook QPR. Um, and that's pretty much where I, I do everything on there. We talk about boxing, yeah. We do some uh, tips and some some betting and whatnot, and a lot of other stuff. Um, but yeah, that's uh, at left at QPR. Cool, Jeff. Uh, thanks for coming on, and that's it for us guys. Um, I hope you guys enjoy the fight tomorrow. It's well worth buying if you have been following boxing. Um, it's well worth investing in this fight tomorrow. It is the biggest fight of the year. It is probably the biggest fight of the last decade. If you look at the accolades of the two fighters that we've run for on this show um, throughout, you, you'll, you'll know that it is an absolutely massive fight. One piece of advice I'll give everybody, if you have a bet on this fight, uh, on any particular outcome, and you're using the scorecards on Twitter or the commentary or the betting lines, just completely ignore that. They were way, way off for Lomachenko and Haney. I had Haney via decision. And even I, who um, who regularly writes off the commentary and Twitter, was concerned. They made it out like Lomachenko had won about nine rounds uh, of that fight where I had it very, very, very close. But um, I was concerned. I wasn't sure if Haney had won the seven or eight rounds he needed. But I certainly didn't have Lomachenko by a wide margin. So... Don't let yourself be concerned or rattled by the commentators or Twitter or whatever. They'll see whatever they want to see. In fact, Twitter will just go along with what the commentators are telling them. So just just be very careful of that because they have been very, very wrong. And if you're seeing it a different way and one guy is maybe an underdog because of the commentary and Twitter, then in this type of fight, it might be worth a sprinkle. If, if Terence Crawford does use the, 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 the scanning and stepping back and has a look at Spence and allow Spence to take those first two rounds, you may get significantly better odds on Crawford. It's, it's a fight where the in-play market is going to be very interesting and the opinions of how it's going by, by certain people online and by the commentators probably aren't that relevant. So just bear that in mind when you're watching tomorrow. But yeah, mostly enjoy the fight and hopefully you'll win some money. That's it for me. Thanks again to Jeff for coming on. Good luck with all of your bets as always. And thanks for listening.